I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Well, the group stages of the World Cup have been concluded and we are now heading into the quarterfinals. So welcome back to another episode of the fifth and last NRL podcast. We're talking all things World Cup from the group stages. Then we're going to move in and have a a quick chinwag about the quarterfinals that are upcoming. And uh, we may as well, while we're here, probably give our predictions for the semifinals and the final once we go through. But uh, Brock, what have you thought about the World Cup? Uh, it's been a little dreary, or a little bleak. I mean, the weather over there obviously isn't ideal. It'd probably be better if it was over here. Um, we get a dry track and some more open football. Some of the games have been really good, but I think the majority of them have been a slog and have been pretty hard to watch. Um, some of the minute games have been good, but I'm looking forward to uh, just getting to the stage where um, we're going to see some competitive games. Um, obviously, you think the big three in Australia, New Zealand uh, and England will move through. I think uh, it's just who who's going to play Australia in that other semi-final. Well, to be honest, my favourite games have been all three of Italy's because they've been, you know, a bit of a slog beside their last game where they absolutely just fell over in a heap. And the Samoan games, they've just tried to prison share everybody. Yeah. New Zealand put the sword on them, so they just got dirty and it turned into a bit of a war and they scored a couple of tries in a row. Yeah. And then yesterday against France, everyone decided to get put on report. Mossy Misoy tried to murder someone. <laughs> Soa Sue hit... Poor little William Bartow got hit in the back about seven times. Yeah. Just got monstered, so... A bit ghetto. US but, got a bit ghetto a few times as well in yeah, their well, games. good on them. <laughs> Bringing back a bit of Compton. Yeah. You know? But uh, I will start off with Group A. Even though well. none of them have ever lived in the US. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, a couple of them have. But they're not even from, like I said before this started, the actual USA Rugby League comp because they got two associations who had a fight over something and said none of their top players could go. So Excellent. They've got Robocop Clint Newton instead, so good on them. Robo. He scored a couple of tries. I made yeah, a comment oh. the other day because I was watching it with my partner and she said, is that Clint Newton? Did he just score a try? Okay, yeah, he scored a try. She goes, oh, the other team must be crap. So I like, yep. <laughs> and that's how you know. She, she's not the biggest football buff either, so <laughs> no. that tells you enough. But uh, Group A, we might as well start off with Australia. Three from three. Uh, they, you know, they had an ordinary kind of first game with plenty of errors against England, but they did get the job done. Do you reckon England were any good in that first mm. game? I thought they sort of... I, I England thought, looked like I they just England, don't know how to win. I've said it before. Their hearts are terrible. Scared. Kevin Sinfield shouldn't be playing seven. No, he shouldn't be. And Rangy Chase, he may be able to pull some wicked stuff up in the Super League, but he can't do nothing against Australians, hence why... why how Danny Bruff didn't make the English squad is well, unbelievable. I want Dan- I've wanted Danny Bruff out here for a few should years. Be, it should have been Bruff and Widop in the halves. Well, Widop's NRL. Like, you've got to put him in there. You've got to back him. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. You've got a and, and Sinfield's got to be a lock. But in that system, though, McNamara, no offence to him, or actually plenty of offence to him, I yeah. think he's got no idea what he's doing. Well, I've heard, I've, I know a few English coaches that are now over here in Australia, and not many of them have got many nice things to say about him. Because so. he's got a very good forward pack. I think their biggest problem's always been their centres. They've got two good centres now, but as far as the halves are concerned, he needed to give them uh, a decent structure or a pretty basic set up for things to operate, which should be a shift early pill after you get those big boys going forward to the two centres and get Tompkins plenty of involvement. Yeah. But they just don't seem to be able to do that. And no. Even the Sinfield idea, it, it isn't a bad idea if you're missing halves, but well, I don't, who I don't was think... the genius that said said to uh, the Leeds coach this year, move Kevin Sinfield to, to nine, nine because we're going to play him at Well, they've got McAlorum and Roby. What a joke. McAlorum and Roby are both good hookers. Yeah. Uh, James Roby, I was about to say, was probably their best in the first game against the Australians, which, you know, proved that point, but... Uh, Australia, three from three, like we said. They, they got through England and they played absolutely terrible. They dropped the ball a thousand times. Yeah. England Fee, needed to post more points early. Fiji was a horrible conditions type of game, wet weather, so I wasn't really I surprised. I thought Fiji went all right, but... They did, but I, I still think we would have done better in the dry, but 34-2, yeah. to two, you can't really complain. We didn't concede a try. I thought they were, I thought Fiji were great in that game. Uh, and, and Ireland, well, what were you expecting? It was 50s. I thought we were pretty ordinary still, to mm. be honest, for, for a 50-0 scoreline, but... Now, as far as best players, uh, I think Thurston and Cherry Evans have probably been the two yep. for me. But, you know, then again, Cherry Evans' two games were against two lower sides. So for everyone jumping up and down saying he's going to overtake Kronk, I said personally myself during the year that I think he is getting to that point. But yep. I still don't think you could really overthrow Kronk just because Daily Cherry Evans carved up Fiji and Ireland. Well, I've got to say that my most, Im- well, the player I've been most impressed with is Fafida. Yeah, well, Fafida. He's made great impact. And I can't, well, how isn't he starting? Well, I think the only... James Tarmow looks awful. Yeah, well, the only reason why is probably that. But I'd be willing to shuffle for Gallon to play front row. Because yeah. he doesn't have a great... Well, so you think you've got to bring Feeder off the bench? I, I, I think I still want to do that. Do I'd have, think, but I'd have, I think we could give him more minutes. But if we were going to reshuffle the side anyway, I'd be probably offloading Tarmow. I'd be having Gallon play. I'd have Parker start in 13 instead. And I think the back row, I think... Sam Thido is very lucky. And he's Tano been looks very like ordinary. a bobblehead. Mm. He walks around the field shaking his head all the time. Well, well, I'd do leave, something. I'd push Bird in, into the back row. Or he's, he's been playing back row, back row 13. No, he's been playing back he's row. He's playing, yeah, playing on the, I think, left edge. Well, I'd be more inclined to probably have him on an edge with Corder, to be honest, or Papali. Because mm. I think... Well, Papali, Papali was sensational. Papali's doing the one thing that Thido doesn't seem to be able to do anymore, which is just break, break the, the line, line or yeah. bust it up. I'd rather... He looks have, a younger version. Thido's on the way out. Um, but I, I even think, Bird, I think I think Cordner is like a better, but Bird, newer, younger Bird's version. Bird's still Bird. got variation in his game that Friday doesn't have. He offers yeah. ball play and a bit of that. I'd have those two with Parker, and I'd push Gallon in the front row with Scott, and then I'd probably load Fafita up the bench, the bench. with Fafita, Cordner, you know, like that, that kind of setup. But We've had a bit of a loss with Lukey Lewis going out. Yeah, well, he'd be on your bench for sure if he was available, but yeah. that's uh, not the case. But uh, Tim Sheens is a pretty stubborn old bastard. Things aren't going to change too much, but... I'm with you. I think JT and Cherry Evans for feeder, Parker and, and Gallon's been very busy in so the you, games yeah. he has had. You'd They're, punt Cronk? I wouldn't punt Cronk. No. Even I, I now, think Cherry Evans has got to be the bench utility. I've already come out and said a million times, I think he has overtaken Cronk, but I still think you need a stable influence. And out of Cherry Evans and Thurston, I don't think one of them is going to play that role, that boring up and down, kick for the corners, find the ground kind of role. And I don't think either of them have as a consistent kicking game as Kronk does. I think Kronk's a vital piece in that side. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, uh, yeah. Plus the combination. They've got that origin combination with 
you know, you, you slayed yeah, R. Smith and, you know. You can't, you can't replace that three. Thurston Cronk. Those yeah. three L locked together. It's going to be, and looking forward a little bit, it's going to be a very interesting first probably eight to ten weeks for both those players next year. Well, because if, if Cherry Evans starts the year off and he's leading the Daly M count, which yeah. based on this form he probably will be, I still it's think going to be interesting to see what the Queen's You've seen Melbourne Inger already do it. Unless they were to lose badly, it's not going to change. But I, I see a change into the guard coming where probably someone like Jake Friend who's that next nine, who's younger, I see him. He might be the bench. Cherry too. Evans and maybe G.I. shifting to fullback as Slater, Smith and Cronk are all 30, slowly move out. I think that'll be the new spine. Yeah. And Thurston will be moving on as well, so they're going to have to probably find another half to go with Cherry. Well, I just eventually. think they're, they're going to go for 10 in a row and that'll be it. Yeah. Pack well, it I don't think you'll get rid of the big three until one of them gets injured or something goes completely yeah. and utterly wrong or Melbourne have a dramatically wrong start to a season and fly out of the top eight. Yeah. But until then, Melbourne is a very loyal bloke, but... Three questions before we move on from the Aussies. I don't think, you don't really need to say anything. They've got the easy walk uh, through. They got on the, the, the other side of the pool. Their first game's against the USA. Uh, I don't really think that's All a right, contest. Pick, pick the line for that game. How many points would you get? be comfortable giving the US? I think 40. 40? Mm. Okay, I'd be saying 60. But you think they'll do worse we'll than beat. Ireland? I think they'd beat Ireland. Do you really? I think they'd beat Ireland easily, at least by 10 points. But don't you think? I, I think it's probably a combination of the fact I think well, the US have maybe have run their race. They beat the Cook and they beat Wales. I think Wales and Cook Islands both beat Ireland, so okay. I, I still think forty well, I think, points. I think sixty, and that's only but, and it, it's also one o'clock kickoff. So I think at, our, at our absolute best, I think probably sixty seventy. But I don't think we've been playing that well. Okay, no, it's interesting. But three questions realistically, I want to ask the centre spot. I think that's Tate's, even though he wouldn't have been my choice. I mm. think he's. Played the two games. He's been the best defensively out of those others. You think him and G.I. Jennings only got one game. He bombed three tries. He still can't pass can't the poor pass. bastard yeah, can't for pass. all the opportunities he created. And Josh Morris, he just shouldn't have been there in the first place. I've got no idea how he got on the Kangaroo Tour, but he did. Yeah, Will so, Chambers. Uh, the utility spot, I think we both agree. It shouldn't be Farrell. That's a bit of Tim Sheen's love affair. Yeah, I'd be having uh, Cherry Evans and the Lewis replacement. Well, people have been throwing up. Nate Miles and this and that, I'd probably be more inclined to go for Cordner. Cordner's a very similar player. Or I'd be going for Papali, because yeah. Papali can play 13, 12, 10, and I think he's got more impact than but Nate Miles. He can play front row. But in yeah. limited time, I'm liking one of those two more than Nate Miles for impact. Nate yeah. Miles, for me, has to start if he's playing. Yeah, I, I love Nate He's Miles. not an impact player. But I, uh, they're, just, they've got, they're blessed with options, but if I had to pick... You know, Parker or Miles at the moment, I'd probably go Parker. I'd go Parker, but if you want an attacking forward off the bench, Nate Miles is not it. Nate Miles no, is not, not a good attacking forward. He doesn't forward. give him much impact. He's an 80-minute player. No, but uh, yeah, we'll move on from them. I think easily we beat the USA. We win our semi-final. We're on the good side. We're going to be playing either Samoa or Fiji. But we did see in the 08 tournament that what that soft run did to us. Yeah. It softened us up for the final, so... Um, it just remains to be seen. That'll be in the back of everyone's mind in the Australian camp anyway, so... Yeah, we'll wait and see how that plays out. But England... Uh, they've had enough dramas, as we just said before. They struggle in the halves. They don't really seem to have uh, a great deal of a game plan. But Zach Hardacre pulled out of the, the comp. Uh, you know, He talked on TV about his reasons why. Gareth Hock had a blow-up because they went out in the drink and he wasn't the only one. But uh, you know what? I'm going to stand up for him. I know he's had his issues. But if there was seven out and he's the only one who got the pun... Yeah. That, that's scapegoat. Well, Matt just got no idea. What well, he's, he's 100% right, though. He goes, I'm the scapegoat because I've done something wrong before. And James Graham didn't play in that game. And he tried. He fired up and tried to deny he didn't go out. Yeah. He went out too. Yeah. But if Hawks the only victim... No, well, they've all got to be painted with the same you know, brush. Zach Hardacre, I think, was a, a part of that little session. He was fined by Leeds for that. And that's the second time that's happened more recently. But... That's why Leeds, see, that's why Leeds are up the top of the comp. Because Leeds have got a bit of leadership. Some people there that... 
take action. The bloody English English coach and English um, you know administration can't take action, but he goes back to his club and he gets fined. Mm. The, you know? They had a rough start. Burgess decided to kill Sam Thorday. I don't know how he got one game. He seems to be <laughs> untouchable as far as judiciary is concerned. I was yeah. a semi-boy. But I thought he should have got at least the two remaining pool games oh, for that. I think but... two or three for that. And mm. what he's done this year, I know it's a separate panel, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. You can't go eye gouging hey, At head least he didn't screw grip anyway. Swinging up and nut grabbing. <laughs> he's dished it all out in 2013. He's been on fire. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they've been okay. They're, they're obviously their other two games against Fiji. They started off slow, but they blew them away in the second half. And Ireland, well, that was just a walkover, yeah. 42 to zip. There's nothing you really get, as we said before, out of these pool games besides us versus them. And yeah, in, I, re- in I really, patches, I thought they were good against Ireland. Well, I, against us, though, I thought they threw the kitchen sink like they always do. We played horrible, and they still couldn't get the job done. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think they're going to get better. But if they were going to get us, that was probably the game. Millennium Stadium, tournament opener. I said all that in our last podcast. Yeah, but going forward, I still think with their halves, they don't beat us. No. No, I agree. I think if they were going to beat us, that was a game. I think, you know, they're better players. Obviously, Tompkins has played very well. Ryan Hall. Can someone... they beat New Zealand, but? No. Do you think? Oh, I, think New Z- I think New Zealand will maul everybody, to be honest. I think we're, we're clearly the best two We're, we're going to get up to them at some point. But, uh, you know, I think Brett Ferris, he, he got a late call-up. He's been very solid for them, for a bloke that wasn't even in their squad. Yeah. Uh, him, Ryan Hall. Well, he went from, what, starting in the seconds to starting in the first within a week. He had nothing, got in because Hot went out, and then he started the first game in the back row, and he hasn't yeah. been dropped since. But And went enormous. I think him, Tompkins, Hall, and, you know, Sinfield's always pretty solid, but besides them, you know, the two centres have been pretty good. Well, I think Sinfield's their smartest and most creative player. He's too slow, but though. But they can't. He's not a half. He's not Could a half. Put him at, but at he's, he's he can getting, just float around the field. He's and, getting older as well, though. You've seen a few times there when he slipped through against those minnow teams. He's got not too much left in his legs. He no. should be playing seven. You need no, no to be a bit more I can't believe how bad they've just bombed their side. But for them, going forward, uh, they, they have to get back to what we said before. Because they are lacking a bit of a dominant number seven or a proper seven of the halves, with Ch- I'd go Chase and Widop. I'd have Sinfield going back to 13. You've got to load that side up. You've got to have both George, Sam, Westwood, even though I hate the bloody lurch-looking prick. You've got to put all them in there, <laughs> try and beat the crap out of us or New Zealand. And you've got to get early ball to the centres. That's what I'd be telling the halves. Yeah, Watkins has got to get more ball. Those two halves. Huh? The only ball he's got has been in contact or contested. That's what I mean. He's about to get tackled. They've finally got the one thing that we always seem to beat them with the centres. They've got two big physical centres who can attack in Kajo and Watkins. Yeah. Feed them early pill and get those big mongrels going forward. I'll tell you what, but Kajo can't defend. He can't defend. He's no. awful. But they've got, you know, they've fixed up the attack. I think you've got to have McAloy and Roby. Yeah. I wouldn't have Sinfield or Burrow anywhere near that nine position. Those mm. two nines proper. I think they'd serve them a lot better, but for me, they're not going to be in the final. No, I think New Zealand get them on that side of the draw. But yeah, I don't know what else you can say. But we agree, they'll get through France. Halves just keep popping in my head. I look at their halves again, and we talked about at the start of the tournament, I think they're not good enough in the halves. Well, could France beat them? What what line would you give? How many points would you give France? France aren't beating them. France are at least getting beat by 30. You think? Yeah, they're copping 30. They'll get deuced in the forwards by the points. I'll tell you what, if it's any more than 18 points, and ben I'm going to take the points. Ben Westwood will be at his grappling and arm locking best. I don't know. He's got the slowest France groundwork. Was, I think France has been tough. And England are good for a choke. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I don't think they'll be too tough when George comes on, though. Yeah, 18 and a half. We might have to talk to our connection at Centibet. George takes no prisoners. Yeah, good on him. It's, uh, yeah, England, I don't see him go much further than that. So <laughs> uh, that's about where we leave them. But with their first game... 
in the finals, like you said, is France. I think they get over them. You got your eight and a half. I reckon about thirty. But well, the the line is thirty seven and a half to France. I think that's a little. I'm going to take every one of those points. <laughs> that, that's pushing me a little bit too much. And just before and backtracking a little bit, it's interesting. The line to USA is fifty six and a half. Uh, yeah, fifty six and a half. Well, I reckon forty. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be worth a little crack. I on could that. could be wrong, but if if they've beaten. Wales pick the lines. I, I don't know. I don't see it happening. If they beat Cook Islands, they've surprised me. Yeah. Cook Islands for NRL players. If the USA beat them, I'm not in. Uh, New Zealand. Well, I'll, I'll give. I'll yeah, give you that just, line. We talk yeah. about New Zealand. Fiji. We move on to next. They only won one of their games. Obviously, the one that mattered against Ireland. That was their little grand final. <laughs> the Group A grand final. Overall, I tell you what, the one bloke and the simple one to highlight is just good old Petra. Yeah, he's a cunt. He's been cutting it up. He's ageless. He's, he's like him and Steve Menzies. Five hundred. He's covered in strapping tape. There's yeah. barely a bit of his skin left. And he just runs the same line He every turns time. sideways, <laughs> drops his hip in and tries to just murder people. Eat this. But, uh, yeah, old uh, Petch, he's led from the front. He's done a great the Sims job. Sims boys, they're as oh. feral as ever. <laughs> oh, I think you meant what Ashton. Did, what, what about Tarek? Tarek's even starting to learn from his brother. Oh, it, wasn't, it was Corbin the other day who tried to put someone's head through the floor like oh. he was a javelin. But, you know, they've been pretty good. I think Kev Naguama, he's had these little... Bright moments there. Uh, Rad Radra, I think he's pretty good. I Sammy. think Parramatta should be pretty happy about that. Yeah. Because uh, some of the wingers, they've cycled in and cycled out. I think he's a more stable option. Tell you what, Sisawanga, he, he, uh, he doesn't Sisa. look much of a football when he's uh, not, not playing outside the big three. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's why that system works, my friend. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of players that Same go as Corabidi. I've been disappointed with Corabidi. This yeah. year he's been fairly ordinary. But after all the injuries, I think he's Remember still... last year he just used to run into people? Yeah, but hit after people he, he got hurt twice last year and he was never the same. Yeah, mentally he's just not there at the but moment. But he's going to be in a battle next year because now there's Simona and Nofaluma. Yeah, and a lot of dudes going on there, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. But their biggest issue is just their halves. James yeah. Storer and Aaron Groom, some of the kicks. Oh, I've Aaron Groom can't kick it more than 30 minutes. I've meters. seen 12-year-olds kick the ball yeah, exactly. further than Aaron Groom. The poor little bugger, he's got no leg. Yeah, He put a bomb up once midfield, I think it was against us. It went 10 forward and landed about a metre in from the sideline. Yeah, I was like, bounced kick. back. You're like, awesome. But, uh, what, what else do you need to say about them? They've got a couple NRL players. That Ford pack's had a red hot go. The Sims and Petra have tried to bash everybody. Yeah, their grand finals this week. Kane Evans off the bench hasn't been too bad, but I don't think he's got enough minutes. Some of the NRL backs have had a red-hot go, but besides Uado's first game hat-trick, he hasn't done nothing as well, the poor bugger. He's nah. just... Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Him. I think he's a little bit mentally fragile, Aku. He, he, he looks like someone needs to give him a hug and just say, Aku, it's all right. What happened to the, <laughs> what happened okay. to, what happened to the scoots, though, and the hit-ups, just knocking people in He's lost his confidence. He doesn't want to run run over people He put a bomb up and he just hides. It's he not even that. Know about he, it. he just doesn't want to run over anyone anymore. You can just tell body he language. Shuffles. He I'm shuffles. A, I'm a body language expert. Yeah, I'm, but, just, I'm telling you, he's, he's lost his confidence. Yeah, but he, he was a bulldozer. He was a baby rhino. Now he's a crab. I know. He crabs sideways. Totally agree. I want you, you, you are, if you're out there. Iwade should be playing for Australia. Just run over people again. Yeah. It works. You could, you're that quick. You generate enough power. Use your little head, your little <laughs> shaved head. Little you, head. You know eyebrows and just run over people again. Yeah. All right. But yeah. Are we, are we really going to cover Ireland? Yeah, excellent. Let's not, not very long, but yeah, Fiji, they're going to move on and play against Samoa. I think it'll be a good game, but I'll give the edge to Samoa. Right, but well, mind you, Samoa have got a couple of people suspended and injuries as well. So. I think I think Fiji will win. I think Fiji. Me and Gossip are having our grand final tipping 
dead on this. Because you're equal. Yeah. He's gone Samoa. Because neither of, us, neither of us could pick the group winners. So yeah, well, I think Samoa. We finished up on even points. You and Gossip are going to go to Samoa. I'm going Fiji. Well, it doesn't matter. And that'll I'm, surprise. I'm that'll involved. Surprise. That'll decide the tipping comp, me versus Gossip. I was going to say, as much as I'd hate... It's gone to overtime. Now double overtime. As much as I'd hate to say, I'd favour the halves of Samoa. Ben Robertson's involved in that, so I can't, I can't really say the halves. Ben Roberts, dearie me. <laughs> I'd say the backs. I think the centers will hurt them. But uh, Ireland, well, let's just... Put the the two things I got written here on the paper. They had no hope, but they tried hard. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's um, about it. I'll tell you my highlight for uh, Ireland. Mark Aston in the press conference before they played England, just going, "Yeah, yeah, all the pressures on England. All the pressures on England, mate. All the pressures on England." He was he was really aggressive too. You should be I'm right, going, Mark. Because right, right, if anyone loses to you, they're definitely getting the sack. Oh dearie, mate. Yeah, the best. Uh, Probably the best player, most recognisable player for all of uh, us Aussies is um, Paddy Richards, and he's coming back. So I didn't think he did too much, to be honest. I thought Brett White had a red-hot go. He got <laughs> he got pretty <laughs> ghetto. He got black eyes and yeah. lost another tooth. And I thought Rory Koscheck was in the There was a few bars. of those back rowers, I thought, for Ireland that just like got bashed but tried hard. Yeah, well, I tell you what I felt sorry for in the game against Australia. Joshua Tool, he plays New South Wales Cup in Australia. He yeah. dropped about 7,000 pills. He had a nightmare of a game. Yeah. Jared Ain tuckered him on the ground once and he still couldn't even stand up with the ball with no one touching him. He, he was mentally scarred by the end there. Excellent. Poor old Joshy O'Toole. But, right, so that's Group yeah. A. Cost Jays and White, thumbs up, but Ireland, yeah. get flushed. But Terrible. Group B, uh, New Zealand, three from three, no surprises. My only concern coming into it uh, was a bit similar to us. I thought one centre spot was a bit lame. I thought Faray, just like us with Inglis, was sorted, but I wasn't convinced on the other one. Uh, Bryson Goodwin, he's probably won that battle. He only had one game. He wasn't too crash hot, but all around, I look at them. They've got the one thing that's disappointed me about us, which is firepower and the forwards, the ability to break the line. Yeah. Sonny Bill, Simon Mannering on the edges, you couldn't have two better people to be feeding the ball to on the back of probably the best front row rotation in the world, easily in my eyes. Moa. Madalino, Bromwich, Jared Rhea, Hargraves, and then somehow they've still got Cassiano and a couple other blokes in the mix as well. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Isaac uh, Luke is in a rare vein of form. Foran and Johnson. Johnson has just taken over tenfold of what Benji was doing. I think he's been so much better in the seven role than what Benji was in any time I watched him play for New Zealand. I think they're uh, pretty lucky they've got Ivan Cleary there helping out because Steve Kearney, he's got no idea. Every, every press conference, oh, yeah, the lads, oh, yeah. I'll be trained hard, bro. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, they, they look to be the best team um, from the 20 metre line into the red zone. My only question is whether when Australia get possession down in their end, whether they're going to be able to defend. Well, the way we're playing right now with a negative ball Because crowd, I think we're going to be able to force more repeat sets. We're going to be able to apply more pressure than them. I've, I've got no doubt they've probably got a better team, more explosive team, more points. Well, that's what I was going to say. Mine is just I'll in a grind. What, can hope- they grind for 80 minutes? Well, I'll tell you what, I think they're a little, this is different before than the point where we say they had points and they got loose football. I think they got more strike than we do. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're, if you look 1-13, to 13, even 1-17, to 17, they've, our got a, forwards, they've got a better team. Their team's in form. Looking at our forwards, I'm scared right now. Mm. I think we are going to possibly just get manhandled in the forward pack. Okay. If they turn up... I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Like, whatever, whatever the line is, whatever points... I can get for New Zealand in the final, and, I, and that's um, assuming that that's going to be the final. I'll be taking how many ever points. Obviously, in handicap betting. 
obviously hope I'm wrong because I, I am going for the Australians, but I'm just looking at their side and you've got to take your bias out of it. I'm blown away right now. Yeah, they look good. The, they look ominous. The front row rotation and, you know, just... And I think, to be fair, they've... Well, not a stronger group, but they've probably had a harder three games than what we've had. Mm. Um, I think Samoa gave them a really good crack. If Fiji, France, oh, France sorry, France right. gave them a really good crack. I mean, it was obviously PE was there. Uh, PNG was there. Uh, yeah, their gimme, yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, Farah in particular, Luke, uh, both the halves and that front row rotation, the back row, is like, there's, there's nothing bad I can say. Everyone that come in has played pretty well. I think yeah. the only one who's disappointed me uh, in his time on the field is Cassiano. I don't know what happened to his discipline. Every time he gets a stint, he gives away two or three penalties. He's just yeah. throwing yeah, out. I think he's one of those dudes who just, he needs to change a club now. He got his deal. He looks he, he looked like he got his deal, though. He got his big deal. He oh, got you reckon his it's a bit of that as well? And now Fair he's point. just kind of got that attitude that's yeah. almost like I'm a first grader now. I'm getting paid. I'm but getting he, he's paid, flopping. So. His groundwork's hot. Like, he's just been, got grubby. He's got that little bit in him. He's always well, smirking. He's, you know? he's 10 kilos overweight. But he's outstanding when he's in good nick. Yeah. And he should be ball playing and crashing in. But he's too busy getting involved in crap and just smiling like, I can do what I want. So yeah. He's the one I said to you before. And if you I told me I had four... He would be the one. Those, I those out four on. that I said before: Moa, Madalino, Bromwich, and Rory Hargraves. With Bromwich and Rory playing predominantly at least fifty minutes each, with the other two getting on for a bit. Cassiano is not my front row rotation. No, I agree. I, Jesse Bromwich is he still growing? He's he just looks bigger him. and bigger and bigger every time and I see him on Jared, TV. Him and Jared are massive. Like I wouldn't want to see him in, in the flesh. But uh, for, yeah, they're, they're moving on. There's no doubt about that. They're yeah. going to have an easier. First up game against Scotland, who... I think oh, they're the first game as well. Uh, first you, quarter you know, Out of all the people coming out, you'd have to say Scotland's probably the harder one. Yeah. But I still see them getting over them. They're not going to struggle Well, it's with not going to be a bad thing. Like, they're going to go probably Scotland, yeah. England, Australia. Like, at least they're going to have some uh, build-up games. If they don't get any injuries, though, they're going to be in a lot better shape than us moving into it. I still think Australia are going to rotate for the next game. I reckon, really? I reckon we might see Jennings and a few people play one more time. You know, she... He, mate, he'd be mad to do that. He would be, but I've, I've, I don't know. I've had an itch all this week thinking we're playing the USA. I reckon they're going to rotate a few people again. Not seven, but I reckon there'll be two or three people that might get a game this week and it'll surprise you. Mm. I hope I'm wrong, yeah. but Tim Sheens doesn't surprise me. I think me. from this point on, at sudden death, you've got to pick your best 17. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see what happens. But yeah, New Regardless Zealand... of who you're playing, that's disrespectful to the US, in yeah. my opinion. Well, New Zealand have got Scotland. And, and if uh, they do, I'll be taking that 56 and a half. <laughs> then yeah. they'll be playing England afterwards. I, I see them getting in the final. They're my favourite. Yeah, but uh, Samoa, moving on to them afterwards, they were two from three. They obviously were getting bashed by New Zealand. I turned that game on and was sitting here in bed going, oh, yeah, getting yeah. hammered. And then after uh, someone got KO'd, I can't remember who it was, who fell down. And, you know, they made a lot more of them than what it was, the old Samoans, but it did fire them up. And after that, they went on a 26 unanswered point-scoring run. Mm. Uh, Sue Matungi tried to kill everyone with his runs. They got the ball to Leilua, who just carved up an edge. They just cut them open, but... Yeah, I think it finished. What did it finish up? Forty two twenty six or something. Forty two twenty four, I think. It was, a, it was a pretty good game, but it yeah. showed a lot of character for Samoa, who earlier in the year got absolutely hammered by Tonga, and I didn't have any raps on them coming into this. But no, uh, guess what? They forty two twenty four. It was full time. Mm. They've ended up qualifying, and uh, Tonga didn't. But and they were well, the favourites for um, the you know the quarter final. So they they look like they're going to make the semis. Um, if you read into what the bookies are, are telling us, and mm. you know we definitely didn't predict that. What's more got me is the younger blokes leading more so than the older fellas. Yeah. Anthony Milford's been their ice, you know, the game breaker in just about every game they've had. He's set up a try or scored one when it's been needed. Uh, Lay Lua, you forget he's only still 21-22. He's been absolutely deadly every time the ball goes to his edge. 
Uh, Vito has looked very good in this World Cup campaign. I don't know what it is. He looks, you know, a bit sprightly. He's playing outside, Leilua, which is probably helping, having a good centre getting the ball. Uh, you know, Suaso Su, the Tigers player, even though he's been put on the port a few times, he's been looked super busy. But all these younger kids have stood out to me more than the older heads in the Samoan side. Yeah. And uh, besides that, probably Sui Matange, who I was a big fan of during the year for the Warriors. I thought he's had a pretty good campaign. He, he rips right in. Yeah. And Armour, he secured a deal with the Dragons again late in the year. Got a few starts and backer. I thought he's probably been their most dominant forward, so... Yeah, uh, looking at those guys going forward, still the number one issue is Ben Roberts being the after. No, it's been a really successful tournament for Samoa, regardless of what happens moving on. Mm, so to the get out of the group, um, that's you know, uh, pretty impressive. Mm, so they will be playing at Fiji. Uh, they probably, you know, out of some of the lower teams moving into the finals, they do cop the harder side of that. But, you know, that, that's a 50-50. I do like Samoa, but... If the two players, Suaso Su, uh, is suspended and the other one, I think, was Mossy, he's up for a charge. If they get suspended and the couple of injuries they've already had to Harrison Hanson and Rennie Matua, I don't know if they've got enough depth there to bring in. If, if that's the case and all four of those guys are missing, I'll be back in Fiji. But mm. if Suaso Su and Mossy are available, I'll probably be still leaning more in their direction. Yep. But uh, France... One from three, they obviously won their little grand final there. David Mead, uh, you poor bastard, he missed that kick. <laughs> I've never seen him kick a goal. I've seen every bloody Titans game he's played. I've never seen him kick a goal. I've seen him, so. kick. I've seen him kick, but I'll tell you what, uh, 25 in front, you've got to put that over. Nah, in the weather, it was pressure, yeah, wet. It doesn't matter. He's, uh, Adrian They Lynn. scored three tries. And then Mel Meninga sends a letter to everyone in P&G, like an open letter apologising for the loss. Good they must have been bloody right in Papua well, mate, New Guinea. It's s- not in Fiji, so they scored, they scored more tries. They missed both their goals. They had a lot more opportunity, and France got home because David May could kick a goal. Yeah. Oh, and, and he's I, not a kicker. I feel bad for him, but... That and is, I love it how when he missed it, he just put his hand up like, is it? It's all right. Sorry, yeah, guys. Well, it's not all right. Yeah. You're, not, you're not in the finals. Yeah, well, yeah, it looked well, windy too. I tell you, I've said it the other day, you kind of laughed at me because it is PNG, <laughs> but there is one bloke that did impress me, Jesse Joe Nandai. Yeah, it's I did a, laugh at you. It's a great name. There's been talk that there's a couple of NRL clubs snoop around. He's obviously not going to break out and win the Dalian medal, but Dude, if there's one thing you want out of this, you do want to see a couple of guys from some of these lower countries stand out. And I've got to be honest, I, you talked me into PNG as well. I, I, when I had a look at their... Over France, they should have beat uh, France. They lost the game. David Mead should have yeah, kicked the I'm goal. I'm blaming you for it. Good, you can blame me, yeah, but I'm blaming David they're, Mead. They're horrendous. David Mead. PNG are terrible. Let's, let's rewind. I put that over any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I put that over any day of the week. I'll backheel that over. Well, you got to kick that, David Mead. You, you don't backheel, you toe poke. Yep. We all know that. And that would go over too. Dude, Mal Meninga would have kicked that. Yeah. Even with his front gun now, he would have kicked that. Bloody hell. But that, that's that's the sum of it all. He misses that kick, they don't go through. Yeah, exactly. And if Seguiaro plays, you don't tell me they don't no, they, shred they, yeah. France. When Seguiaro went out, that's when I... And that's the thing. I, didn't, I didn't bloody know. That, that carved me out. I thought Paul Aton, though, he used to be oh, a nine. Dear, he Jesus. wasn't too bad. He's he's. Uh, I got an email like as a Leeds member or fan or whatever... Oh, introducing the new signing, Paul Aiton. I was like, oh, great. That. Great. <laughs> yeah, that's a Super League day. Yeah. You, the fact you support them, you should be used to getting retards signed for your team. you got yeah. Joel Moon playing for you. And you've got Brett Delaney. Gun so centers, you're mate. telling me right now that you're worried about... Premiership winning centres. Paul Aiton playing for you. you got Brett Delaney and uh, Joel Moon, you side. Moon, move on. But, uh, yeah, poor old PNG. You're out. I'm sorry, gents, but... France. We didn't even bloody talk about France. So no, we skipped they've won, they've won the group. Because of that game, well, they've won the spot you, you the group. conned me and you got me onto that. But France, I was actually uh, pretty impressed with. 
I thought they were good. I, uh, I ragged on Thomas. I ragged on Thomas Boss because they call him the Andrew Johns of France, which yeah, I still don't agree with. He's, not, he's definitely not that. Him and Barteau controlled the game pretty well. I like the little fullback, SKRA. He was pretty dangerous. He was floating around like a bad smell. He did it today against Samoa. He got a try and popped up a few times. And Remy Casty, the guy on the Roosters, that bloke, he's a grinder. Mm. He reminds me of Aiden Tolman. He just has 7,000 carries and tackles everything that moves. Mm. I can kind of see why. I, uh, I think you need some leg speed. Yeah, I was about to say, you said he, you think he's slow, but I, I still think he's like slow, him. definitely. I can't, I People can't are going to buckle him if he's that slow in the NRL. I can't fold effort. He's, his effort's outstanding. Okay, yeah, effort. He's going to be a bench forward anyway. I don't cool. worry about it. It's either yeah. him, Luke Scott, o- Mi- Scott Minow tried hard It's too. him, Luke O'Donnell, or it's Mar- Martin Kennedy. So obviously he likes him. He's, oh, yeah. he's picked him up. So Steve Michaels tries hard. Steve Michael, he doesn't try hard. He just looks like he's trying hard. His face looks like he's trying hard. He always looks like he's in pain. Yeah. Group B, New Zealand, Samoa, France, they all move through. Uh, yeah, France, they've obviously got their first round match in the finals. and They play the Poms. Not going to bode too well, I don't think. You're, you're giving them a bit of favour within the line, but yeah. oh, I still think England are going to give them at least 30. I think I've, I've been punning away on this World Cup, like you wouldn't believe, and it just seems like every bloody line I missed by half a point Caught that. because I'm taking the uh, the minus yeah well that's what you get yeah. for betting on minnows but <laughs> group C this is uh, one of the, the three team groups that had a crossover game Scotland the one that we were sitting here at the start when we kept saying that halves win games I said that the halves were there but I didn't think the bits were around it but Denny Braff he certainly proved a lot of them. these are uh, Div 2 and championship players from England are real step, really stepped up for Scotland well, it, was, it was more those guys... Because along, they, got the, they got the harder group. They got Tonga Ridley. Yeah, but they, they did have some good bits. And their and, cross game was the US. They did have some good bits and pieces, though. Luke Douglas and Karen Lynette are not bad. Ian Henderson, who left over here, I used to like him. He's a grub, but he does go around. What about they dropped him for the last game? They did. But uh, Denny, Denny Addy, he plays for Bradford. He's a pretty good player. And Oliver yeah. Wilkes, one of the forwards. So they weren't actually that bad a side, but... No, no. But well, Denny Bruff. Denny Bruff proved why Peter Walsh can be a decent foil. Because Danny Bruff has a bit of a running game, he has a bit of variety, and he let Peter Wallace be what Peter Wallace is, which is chalk. He's very boring. Yeah, he just kicked and he tackled. Yeah, but they they complement. Yeah, Wallace is tough, but they complement each other. Fairly, you don't play you know more than hundred games in the NRL without having some no, sort of game. No, but I mean, Danny Bruff is the perfect reason yeah, yeah, why you don't yeah. have him in Prince to last compliment year. him. Yeah, it showed again. Danny yeah. Bruff's a bit of a. A gamer, he doesn't mind challenging the line. He likes to mix things up a bit. And, yeah. you know, Wallace played off perfectly. He he's, a, he's a street footballer, eh, Danny Bruff? He, he throws that long cut he out past, chips chases, runs. And he, he's, he's street with his contract. Comes, comes in <laughs> he's been to about four clubs. <laughs> he, he sells himself every time he plays well. He comes in third man and he gives people facials all Good. the time. I love it. I wanted him over here a couple of years ago and a lot of people laughed at me and said, who the fuck is Danny Bruff? But look at it now. Yeah. You've watched the World Cup. You know now who Danny Bruff is. He's the man of steel. He's the English Dally M and he's not even a Pom. And the Poms didn't want him. Yeah. What is wrong with you, Steve McNamara? Yeah. You're a joke, mate. You needed a seven. He's like, what a dumb. Seven. Oh, Kevin Sinfield, let's not play him at 13. He won the golden boot. I don't know right. how, but he did. Who did? Sin- Kevin Sinfield. I don't know how he won it, but he's he did. He's a good player. Nah. <laughs> he won the golden boot. He's not, he's, not a, he's not a halfback. Did he win the golden boot at seven, though? Steve McNamara. No, he didn't. Answer that question, Steve at McNamara. 13. What are you doing, he Steve won McNamara? At 13. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So it doesn't mean he's Steve a needs a pillow and a light in. When you got a golden boot, and you Billy Slater and your fullback, it doesn't mean you get to play front row, Steve McNamara. Sort it out. Steve's a bit dumb. But, right. uh, yeah, good old Scotland. All those guys impressed me. Well, they... the one that annoys me, Matt Russell. Yeah. Ma- or Marty Russell, as Cop they're calling that. him over there. Cop that. 
bloody Cardi wouldn't give him a run all year, and then he carves up this year, and now he's gone. Well, he carved. The I carved up in the in the World Cup. And, you, you you know that oh, I watched down the twenties, and I explained the situation to you. He killed it at fullback all year. Somehow, you guys decided the young man named Jerome Hughes was a better fullback, which he is a good player, but he's not better than Matt Russell. He's a good and within five games, Jerome Hughes got to play first grade, and Matt Russell was still making two hundred meters and ten tackle busts. I game must have zoned out at that stage of decision because I don't even know who Jerome I still, Hughes is. I still watch the twenties, but I have no idea how Matt Russell got pushed to the wing and was still killing it and never got picked up. So John Cartwright, same to you again. You sorted it out. Neil Henry will be taking your job after this year anyway. So. <laughs> If, uh, if you guys don't make, cool. if you don't make the eight, Cartwright is done. Big call. If, no, seriously. He it, came out. Uh, I watched the press conference last week. He's now eight, said that um, making the eight's not good enough. We're going to make the top four. I'm like, well, well the eight would be a start. I'll tell you what. If, he's, <laughs> if, he, if, if he said that, I hope your board's listening because if he doesn't, he's fired. Yeah, he's gone. He'll be at Parramatta playing with his Tonga trucks again. But <laughs> Scotland, uh, yeah, they're really? moving on. They're going to play New Zealand. That's where the buck stops. But they've been thoroughly good to watch. And I think they'll they'll throw the wind at New Zealand. They'll give them a run. But they're going to get bashed. Yeah, they are. They're going to get ghetto. I hope they're forward packs. But I hope Ian Henderson bites someone. I hope Ian Henderson bites someone. I hope Danny Bruff kicks someone in the shins. I hope they throw a bit of Scottish fight in there. Well, they will. A bit of Braveheart. But Tonga. Tonga, Tonga, Tonga. Wow. Speaking of coaches who crash the bus. You want to talk about teams that just, you know, that... loved themselves before they got on the field. Tonga. Char- it's Charlie Tonga. I was reading some stuff on the Tonga Facebook Tonga pa- Tonga. page about money going missing and people blowing up. Is, like, this, like, is this Charlie Tonga that played for the Roosters? Yeah. Wow. He's the head coach. And the dude can't even speak. He was in press conferences going, oh, yeah, we're just going to play hard and run hard and that. Yeah, well, oh, mate. with uh, Tupo and Tafur on the wings. Like, you look at Rick, like Rick Stone, like some of these countries have identified really good coaches from the NRL and employed them. Yeah. Whereas Charlie Tonga, like, I don't know whether... Did he get the job because his last name's Tonga? Maybe. And they thought... And it, <laughs> <laughs> it might be a problem. You know what? what? Maybe they lost because they didn't have the two Tongas in. Willie Tonga was injured, so he didn't get to play for Tonga. But maybe yeah. they needed Tonga and a Tonga for Tonga to have triple Tonga. Yeah, I don't they know. They needed Essie and Willie. They needed triple Tonga power to get the oh, victory, but... God. They had no game plan. I felt sorry for... <coughs> Excuse me. What about Conrad Hurrell? He just gets the ball and just runs over people. Beast motor everyone. He made good metres, but that was their, half their problem. The game just had, it yeah. had nothing to it. Sigamano killed it, and Moy Moy and the rest of it, but there was just nothing nothing going on. And my only concern earlier in the year, which completely proved me wrong when they beat Samoa by 40, was their yeah. young halves. But if for some reason... Same as Lang, he's been fairly ordinary. With different conditions, they, Charlie well, Tonga should have been smart enough to adjust to it. Yeah, he was... didn't. They still tried to play ghetto football in the yeah. wet, and they got punished. Doesn't and that, work. that Scotland game cost them, because the first half they dropped so much pill. Yeah. Second half, when they got back to good wet weather footy, just pan on the rock with their big boys, they, they lost close. by two points. Yeah. They should have won that game probably 40-20 if they played a full game. Yeah. But they didn't, so... End of the day, very disappointed. Uh, raps to see Kamanu. He had a very good tournament. Willie Manu surprised me as well. He's a bit older. He's been around for he a while. He looks younger, but he yeah, looks no. younger than what he did when he, he played was playing all right. He played all right, but uh, Moy Moy and probably Hurrell, they're the other ones. But Tupo, yeah. Tafua, a couple of these guys disappointed me. You know, I agree. Didn't fit in with their normal sides. It shows you what a good side can make you. Yeah, you make know, you look like exactly bring you out to be. But Italy, everyone they end up finishing last because of that draw. It's a joke because their cross pull game. You know, ended up costing them. But I uh, know it didn't. They won their cross ball game. But the Scotland draw, and then they lost their last game against Tonga. You just see the video of Anthony Minicello almost hitting the ref. No, I did. After no, Daniel Foster had about seven goes of trying to score a try, Anthony Minicello almost hit the referee. He was, he was not happy. But 
That was that was the end of them right there. When Daniel Foster scored off his not double movement, it was more like a quadruple yeah, movement. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Uh, Anthony Minchillo snapped it. All of their confidence went out the window. They were just absolutely shot. But you know, good on Tonga for getting that win. But they kind of spoiled it for me. I really wanted Italy to ferry run it in, just like Scotland. But mm. uh, they, well, Italy Italy threw it down the road when they had a draw with Scotland. They needed to win that game, and that was another game. They were down twelve nil. They did well though. They got back. But yeah. they, they let a try at the end. Awesome try. You were talking about ghetto football. It was a cracker by Scotland. It had about nine passes in it. Yeah. But their scramble defense was a big issue all the tournament. They did get results and they did look good, but any time it was on the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Break. Italy just couldn't shut it down. Uh, that's what happened here again. Tonga got a few scrappy opportunities and it broke down and they got torn apart, but... I was just very surprised, not so much with the forwards. I thought the Frankie and Vaughan, I always sound biased, but his numbers were ridiculous. He had three games up around 150. Him and Conrad Hurrell were the top metre makers for the tournament. The forward so. pack wasn't the issue, and neither, no. neither was the outside backs. Tedesco and Guerra were good, but the Reddy, and I forgot the other bloke's name because they both play New South and Queensland Cup, they weren't exactly uh, too crash hot, and I didn't. I don't think they got too much out of their bench. When yeah. they got Santi and Snowden there, Snowden looked a bit underdone. That's what happens when you don't play for... I don't know, what, the last seven weeks plus the break in between. He's probably been hitting the cans and having a few uh, chicken burgers, but he didn't look too crash shot either. But in the end, it fell over. It was their own fault. Uh, they had their destiny in their hands. They played some good footy, but uh, very, Not poor, to be. very poor game against Tonga. Saw them fall out. So that wrapped up that group. Scotland were the sole team to go through. They won all three of their games. Their cross-pool game against USA was the last one. They did very well to beat them. So good on to... Well, they're, they're the only sort of team that you can't... You, we don't have a knock on. No. Because they've beaten the team that came out of the other pool mm. and they've beaten... So they had a draw with Italy. Realistically, they had... I, I really, realistically, if you look at the results, it tells, you that, it tells you that Italy was probably the second best side, but USA landed in the right group. Well, to me, all... Because, because Italy drew All with, three of those teams win the other group if they're in there. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. They win yeah. that group, yeah. so... But it was by far and away, I think, the best three teams. You know, I said that in the preview. It could be the best We've three teams, that, yeah, though. landing in that group. But I think PNG, or I said Ireland How does well, that happen? How do they end up in those groups? Yeah, Tonga should have been, there. like, in Group A, or Italy, I know... Yeah, but why aren't the groups even? But Italy was a late thing. A lot of players come in very late, so I think that's why they were still ranked very low. But if you looked at that in paper and you had a bit of warning, there's no way they'd be in that group. Yeah. I think it's, uh, as bloody Valentino Rossi goes past, Yeah, um, I think it's it, it's just poor preparation, poor tournament planning. Um, I think we should just have should have had four groups of four. Everyone plays everyone once. Um, and then the top eight teams go up, the bottom eight teams go and play in a plate tournament or something. Mm. They could have done probably just two separate, eight and that, and had like a second tier. Eight and eight. And they could have had a top tier, even though we'd, the top three would still probably dust everybody. It'd be better off, you'd be better off watching Fiji and France and... Uh, but and then know, at least every, every team gets three games. And Tonga, you'd rather watch those guys Four play games. each other than yeah. uh, play some of those minnows. But The other yeah. thing is, like, like the planning of the tournament, USA played three games in nine days. Yeah. Whereas some teams have had 10 days between well, games. We, had, we had a week in between easily. It favoured all the big teams. It, didn't, yeah. should, it should have been a little more well-organised in that sense. But 
Uh, good raps to Scotland. They did. We're in the heart of pool. They beat both of them. And they beat the winner of Pool D. So good on them. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Group D, it was probably the Minnow group. And then, sorry, just how do they then? How does Scotland then draw New Zealand, whereas Samoa and Fiji draw each other? I, I don't understand why Scotland didn't draw either Fiji or Samoa. Well, they've got it all set up pretty much in the way of seeding. So even though these guys won their groups, they're still it's considered just stupid to be it's seven. Like unlucky. They're still considered still to be seven them. and eight. So yeah, they're going to get pumped by one and two, Australia and New Zealand. No real incentive for making it out of your group, is it? No, not really. You're about to get dusted this way by one of the top two countries in the world. Exactly. So good luck to you. But uh, on to Group D, USA definitely were the surprise. Uh, they won two of three. They obviously lost to Scotland, but they beat the Cook Islands and Wales in their own group, which guaranteed their passage through after the other two lost their cross-pool games. But, wow, what else do you say? Mm. There's three real keys to it all, which is uh, Joseph Paulo. You obviously got me in the match in the first two games. He got hot. He got hot. Where's that been? Uh, well, well yeah. it's still, in my opinion, it's still playing loose, less rugby, position. Loose... Uh, rubbish footy, but he's got lucky a couple of times. Yeah, well. There's one where he, like, he, like, he charged a kick down and picked it up and scored. Like, it's yeah. just some, it, it, he's thrown a couple of nice passes that I've actually thought, instead of flicking the ball out your arse, Joe, so yeah, if we're he, trying he needs, that miracle pass. He needs to do what Fletty did when he had his good year. Yeah. He, your first priority needs to be coming into the line and then getting rid of the ball once you've made contact or hit a seam, got between two defenders, yeah. or you need to be playing early before the line. You can't be deathballing people all the time and trying to force things. But as you say, they, they, they played probably the two worst teams in the World Cup. Oh, they did, easily. Probably, unless you had, you know, probably Ireland in there. I've got, still got no idea they where they did in that yeah, group, no but idea. they did. But uh, them, I think the halfback, Priestley, he deserves uh, a bit of a rap. He definitely tried hard. Plays up in the, I think he plays up in the Queensland Cup. Yeah, well, he tried very hard, and probably my favourite out of it, Mark Offerdale. This yeah, well, I was saying to you this afternoon that um, he played with a friend of mine at Manly. Um, funny, a- absolute funny, classic bloke. I mm. went out once with him on the cans, and he mm. did some ridiculous things that I'll Ooh. never repeat on this show. But yeah. um, funny how I'd never heard of him again. Like you know, they were playing Jersey flag at that stage. Nothing ever happened, and then boom. It's almost 10 years later. His name pops up, and he's absolutely killing it for the US. Yeah, well, there's absolutely been talk that there's been ringer. talk over here. People are a big fan. It's not that he's going to get a first-grade deal. He might get an off-season or something somewhere, but yeah. uh, every game... Where is he playing? Do we, do we know? Oh, I didn't even look, but yeah. the three games I watched, the guy was a beast. Yeah, he was. He was busy. As. He had 150-metre games. He had 1,000 carries. He tackled everything that moved, so yeah. good raps to him, but those three are the only real standouts. None of their backs really blew me away. A lot of their forwards and their bench disappointed me. Uh, Joel Luani, Clint Newton, a couple of the NRL players that were in the mix and Junior Paul, none of those guys really blew me away either. Yep. Robocop got a double in one game, but one of them was just bloody supporting. People made it seem like he busted holes and sunny build people to get tries, but wasn't the case to be. But USA play Australia, what else do you need to say? They're going to cop the, the old deuce, I think. Two yeah. fingers up, they're going to, they're going to cop it sweet. So yeah. Good on them from getting through, though. No one definitely picked that one. Uh, if you got the odds before that, they would have easily been paying five or something to get out of that group, I reckon. Yeah. But good on them. The he's Cook playing, Islands. He's playing for the Connecticut Wildcats. Wildcats, Wildcats all right. There so he's playing over in the US. Yeah. Mark, he's played Mark, a little bit of uh, Mark French Arfordale. Elite One. Mark so Arfordale. He was born in the US. So there you go. Alrighty. So he came over to Australia and had a dig, and now he's back over there. But... Cook Islands, uh, my disappointment. I thought they should have got out. Again, you pick these things more NRL standard, yeah, exactly. but my God, for the amount of NRL players that they had in their team, again, even though a couple were out of position, when you play that standard and you train that standard week to week, you should get the job done. Yeah. Uh, what summed up their whole tournament and not winning a game was Jordan Rapana's bomb try against Tonga in oh. a game they could have won. 
Wow. I'll tell you what, he was good when he left you, blokes, but I'll tell you what, if no, I'm he's Canberra. Had that, he's had that two bloody two year stint. The Mormon mission. Does that mean William Hopwide is going to come back like that? Well, I don't think he played for New South Wales and won a grand final like Will Hopwide did. So I know that. I wouldn't just say. And I know that he wasn't training as hard as Will. Will's had sports scientists and all kind of things getting up in while he's been on his mm. mission. All he's done is trained for two years. Good one, pal. Uh, there was actually things released the other week to say that Will Hopwide is now faster, stronger, he's fitter, everything yeah. is up. So okay. I'm very much looking That's forward to That's like last year on Channel 9 News in November, Parramatta have got. You know, these amazing NASA spacesuits that are going to propel them into the top four. I didn't watch that. And they were awful. Yeah, they got a horrible squad. <laughs> I, agree. <laughs> I agree. Will Hopawada. I'm going Will Hopawada. And at an individual level, is he going to play well? I think he's going to play well. Okay. He's a very good player. He's a good player. It remains to be seen, my friend. But, uh, yeah, I'm not cook- saying he's a bad player. I just yeah, I was going to say, out, don't, don't out, tell me that Will Hopawada is not a good player. Two years out, wow. Yeah, I still think he comes back and kills it. But the Cook Islands, uh, Tenere Rona, he had a good go. Dylan Napa, the big redhead, I was very impressed with him. I was disappointed with Napa. I was in his last game. He got an actual... Just, yeah. He got screwed for minutes. In the last game, he gave him a decent run, and he did what he did in the NRL. Takarangi. He, tr- he tried to bit, kill people. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but they, these are the... They, all these guys, John... Takarangi's a bit... Yeah, for me at the best of times. But he like shouldn't just, have been playing six. They were all yeah. in position, you know. But even for the Titans, like people just run straight around him. John at seven looked like he struggled to organise. He's not a seven. He's that six player. He likes to run the ball and kind of do things off to the side. So he wasn't really great in controlling them. Uh, Chris Tarapo, young bloke. He hasn't played for the Roosters yet because they're so chopped up with the wingers. But he got a hat-trick. He had a pretty good game. The one chance he got. But other than that, like I said, Jordan Rapana's bomb try summed up their old tournament. Oh. They were horrible. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no other way to put it. Yeah. And but, speaking uh, of horrible, yeah, on to Wales. Yeah, poor old Wales, just as horrible. Yeah, well, the only the same deal again. There's only a couple of blokes I can rap. Their captain from Uddersfield, Kreb yeah. Kopchak, he had a red hot go. Yeah. Tried to bash everyone. Ben Flower, bloke who plays for Bradford, he was probably the, easily their best player for the whole tournament. That guy's an absolute grinder. Yeah. And uh, Lloydy White, he plays for Witness, so he's used to getting pumped every week. But he played pretty well. But other than that. Same deal again. Nothing really stood out uh, in the back line. They didn't really have too much else going on the forwards. A couple of blokes I liked a few years ago, and Jordan James and uh, Dudson, they were pretty poor. They didn't really help Kopchak or Flair out. So, yeah, they, and Frizzell. I know there's a lot of ordinary players around him. He's in a back row position where in the NRL he gets good pill, but I thought he was very quiet for Wales as well. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, uh, they, they were, there weren't many of their, you know, their, the players they needed to stand up definitely didn't. No, well, there's they no... didn't look like they had that that elite outbreak sort of player guy that was going to create offense for them. Yeah, that's why the Cook Islands disappointed me. Though. They they had yeah, some definitely. NRL players. They Whereas should have done. We we probably, as we said before, we probably overlooked that with Scotland. Mm. Um, in that they clearly had the best two halves. Yeah, but those two, you know, very disappointing. USA, wow, how'd you get out of the group? But you did. Yeah, you uh, got, well, they were the best out of there. They were the fourth ranked team out of the six, but they were in they, the bottom three teams were all in the one group. Yeah. Well, that wraps up the group. So when you move on to it, uh, Group A obviously had three teams yep. come out. Group B had three teams come out, as we explained before the tournament started. And Group C and D, they had three, and they played the cross-tournament game. So only one came out of those two groups, uh, those obviously being the USA and Scotland. But now we've got the quarterfinals on paper here for you with the Australian times, not the English times. So... On Saturday, the 16th of November, this Saturday, the first quarter final is 6.30am. Uh, there's also replays. Every one of these games will be replayed sometime yeah. uh, about six to eight hours later on 7 mate. So check your TV guides for the replay times if you don't want to wake up. But 6.30am, 
Saturday the 16th, New Zealand kick it off against Scotland. Uh, the quarter final, the second one, is a double header that night, 11.30 p.m. You've got Australia versus Scotland. And uh, the quarter final, the third, is on Sunday the 17th at 6.30 a.m. again. England will be taking on France. And the fourth and final quarter final is going to be Monday morning at 1.30 a.m. I doubt anyone's really going to be up for that one. There will be a replay, though, so you can catch it in the afternoon. Samoa will be playing Fiji. Is that what time? Is that what time the coverage starts? No, actually, yeah. yeah sorry, so, so that will be hour. half an hour later. So seven o'clock for the first game on Saturday, seven a.m. Well, that's uh, all right. Midnight, and then midnight, which is good, will be Saturday night. Yeah, the third game, England France, seven o'clock again in the morning on Sunday, and uh, two a.m. Monday morning. If you're going to add the half an hour in for Ryan Phil and Djibaron with whoever he's got, Maddie King with or him, Nathan but, Fien or, uh, or Nigel Vungana. Nigel. But if we're going to have a tip right now, New Zealand Scotland, I think that's pretty obvious. Yep. Both go the Kiwis. Well, New Zealand, Australia, England are all going to move through. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to back Fiji to beat Samoa. Yeah, that's the only game of really any relevance. I'm going to go Samoa if those players are in. But if they're not, I'd be backing Fiji. But we'll have to wait and see. They have until later on this afternoon, I think, to appeal their bands. Yeah. But uh, for now that we've got through the groups and done our quarterfinals, we're going to have a quick break. And we'll come back afterwards and answer some of the questions you've posted up on the Facebook page that you wanted us to answer about the World Cup and uh, just some issues going on in Rugby League now, seeing as though it has been a few weeks since we did our last podcast. So hang around and we'll be right back. For all the latest Rugby League gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and legends. Alrighty, back to answer any questions that you've uh, posted up on the page. I suppose a bit of a fan forum like we did during the year for the World Cup, and then we'll have a, a quick chinwag about any issues that have been going on for the last couple of weeks. But, All right, uh, we've taken them, uh, taken a few from Gossip, a few from our page. Um, AJ Tuifisol. Uh, asks how Henry Perinara <laughs> gets sacked from the NRL for the Cronulla vs Cowboys seven tackle stuff up and then somehow gets called to the World Cup where he obviously couldn't handle the pressure. So obviously, first and foremost, they're two separate organisations which organise the referees. Yeah, plus his ban was only um, for the NRL, the NRL. for the rest of the year. So. Um, I, I don't mind Henry Perinara. I like him. I like Perinara. Um, he communicates with the players a lot better. He obviously stuffed up massively in that Cronulla v Cowboys seven tackle uh, thing but Matt Checkham was just as much to blame for that as what he was yeah, as um, were the men upstairs as a million I, I, this, the part where he says he obviously can't handle the pressure I, I don't know what you mean by it but I the games that I've seen him referee I think he's probably one of the calmest um, refs in there he uh, he's pretty good in the video box. The he, players relate to him. That's the one thing I see when the other refs get abused or cop it a bit. They fire up and that frustrates the players more and that's when things tend to escalate. AJ's where, obviously got his reasons, but for yeah, me, yeah. I don't... And it's also, AJ, because you need to have... They need to have referees from yeah, different countries. You can't, into, you can't Because referee. for the final, it's not going to be an Australian or a Kiwi referee. Well, if Australia versus New Zealand, it'll be a Pommy or someone yeah. else. As long as they never, ever give us Terry Alibur again, that French you, guy. Well, he, he'll be the ref for the final. He is horrible. Oh, he is awful. He loves the whistle. Uh, all right, Corey, Snuggles low. Snugs. What are the chances of France, USA or Scotland winning their matches in the quarterfinals? Probably none. 
about as much as me playing football ever again, which is um, He zero. asked another question. How good does Samoa versus Fiji game look? Obviously the best or most interesting clash of the quarterfinals. Um, team lineups. There's been a few questions about team lineups. Um, I think they're due out today, so Tuesday um, England time, or it might be Wednesday England time. So they should be out yeah, well, fairly shortly. Check on the gossip page. They'll, he'll uh, have them up there. Well, what's the deal with that, though? Are they going to release them now, yet during the tournament you wouldn't get them until game day? Yeah, I don't understand. You, you, uh, but you, you think with a, a week you, or five it's days a, It's a different setup, so I can't really guarantee anyone about the lineups. Yeah. You'd be hoping that for the quarters they'd have a better idea, but if you don't get them until game day, well, then don't be surprised. Yeah. Craig Clayton, um, he asked about comparing the USA versus Australia teams when they played some years ago. The fact of the matter is they've only played once before, um, and it was in 2004, I think the score was 36-24. The game I think you're referring to, Clayton, was when England beat beat them 110 nil um, in the 2000 World Cup. The difference between the USA team now and back then is that they've got a lot more NRL players. Yeah, this um, tournament. And, this and the group has been structured so that some of these minnows will qualify for a yeah, quarterfinal. Did this tournament? I'll give them one rap when everyone's bagged the World Cup out. There could have been a lot more 80 and 70 score lines. Haven't been any if they didn't free up the rules to let people mm. that are eligible from other countries get in. And I'm glad they do. Yeah, because when people say oh, he shouldn't be playing for USA, like that, I disagree. I'll tell you why the World Cup's great. Mark Offerdale. You know why it's great? Because there's NRL standard players in teams that... Like those guys. Just just those guys who, you know, are are, are bloody pub players or are playing in the USA at an A-grade level and they come over, they get a couple of cracks at it, an NRL team gets a little bit of interest, they might make a career out of it. Yeah, but I'm more... And, and vice versa, it might be over in England. There's, I'm sure there'd be plenty of Super League sides looking at Same players. as the multiple eligibility. I like the fact that, say, like a Tim Simona made the New Zealand squad, but he also had the choice to play for, yeah. you know, Samoa. Or same as George Tafua. He missed out in the key of the Australians, so he got to play for Tonga. Yeah. They stacked it up to make it better, and I'm glad they did, because yeah, exactly. everyone's whinged about the quality. It's never going to be even, yeah. regardless, because none of them are ever going to have a full-on comp like we do. It even shows our second best nation is England. They don't have a comp; they're in our comp. They've got one team. Yeah. No one's going to ever have a sustainable rugby league comp. Like You're talking us. about New Zealand. No, no one's no. ever going to get close over the world. So for them to let the NRL players get stacked up, which a lot of people are still whinged about, I don't know why. Mm. It's made it more more competitive. This is a, the closest World Cup, even though there has been some forty nils ever compared to ones before where Russia have played and got beat ninety six to four and whatnot. Yeah. So, all right, John Snell. Um, how did Robbie Farah manage to make the squad? Tim Shane's. Yeah, he's uh, a good player. I, I think he should. Have, he deserved to make the squad because yeah. he's the second best hooker. I still think Jake Friend. I like Jake Friend a lot. Yeah, I, I, I still, based on what he did in Origin, Robbie Farah had a really good series. Yeah, he's played injuries, all the last and years. barely playing the end of the year and all the rest of it. And they usually take a few dark horses. He, over. He's the second best hooker. Yeah, but if he's not playing and you're going to give him a game and whatever, but for me, you can't. And I made this point on the page on Sunday after the game that. Just because he's the second best hooker doesn't mean he has to be in the seventeen. No, but just because he's the second it just best means hooker. he's there for backup. I, I feel as though sometimes these guys are elite players. They need to understand that um, you know the reasonings for why teams are picked and how they're picked. That even if you are the second best player or second best hooker in Australia, doesn't mean you're going to be playing. No, but I'd, I'd almost rather Cameron Smith on the field for eighty minutes. I'm almost of our origin. Given Robbie, Robbie Farrer, instead a, of this negativity saying we might lose, you might still rather take Cherry Evans or an extra forward and just try and blow a team off the park. I agree. Then carry a hooker for the sake of it and give him ten, you know, commiseration minutes. I think in the final, 
Uh, and I'll say it now, that we can't afford to carry Farrah or Cherry Evans. If we're in a grind, I don't want to see either of them on the field. Four forwards against Smith. New Zealand, I think. I hate that in big games. That's the one thing I like about their origin side, Queensland. Smith doesn't come off yeah. for 80 minutes in a big game. And Not he shouldn't be coming off in an Australian game either, so Farrah can get 10 minutes. Yeah. If he's in the grind and he's in the flow of it, he should be on for 80. He's the captain as well, so don't take him off. Mm. All right, Aussie. Uh, Sleek has asked just about player injuries if they miss the preseason. What do we think? Um, and any unsigned players looking to impress? Because um, there's no NRL players you can see making the grade. Or I can't really understand that. But I think he means that any players that are unsigned that NRL clubs may look to pick up. I think it's a few if uh, you're there, desperate. There's some blokes that are going to get you know pre-season contracts or they're going to get a second tier deal to play you know New South Wales Cup will be part of an NRL squad but I don't think you'll find too many people getting like a top 25 spot or that stuff should be sorted out by now yeah there'll be some other bits and pieces but and when you when you're talking about and um, injury, players getting injured that's football well that's up to them they went over there that's why players like Tohu Harris didn't go on the trip he got surgery and stayed after he got cut yeah. Uh, Tim Simona, he was picked for New Zealand. He pulled out. A lot of people didn't know that, but he pulled out to have shoulder surgery because yeah. he was more worried about uh, getting himself healthy, as did David Nofaluma. He knocked back the chance to play. It was either uh, Samoa or Tonga, I can't remember which one. He pulled out as well to play the Junior Kangaroos game because he wanted a full preseason. Mm. But as far as rest is concerned, I spoke to Vaughan, Paul Vaughan yesterday. He's got home today from Italy's campaign, and I think he's still going to have a couple of weeks off, even though he missed out on so what technically is your pre-season. They've still been playing, so they're going to get a couple of weeks before he has to go back. Yeah, all right. Tani, sorry, Tani Tarini, the underperformance of Tonga, um, after having seen them play and smash Samoa earlier this year, I would have tipped them to go all the way to the semis, at least with the amount of talent stars they have. So we basically covered that, mate, but oh, we're I, mean, up, I think we're there's going to be some more... That comes out in the wash out of this Tonga situation. I, I think, think simple, simple is what you said before. They definitely need to identify more like a Rick Stone, someone who's an assistant or at NRL yeah. level, because they look like they had no idea. Uh, the young halves, I'm not going to put it on them. The conditions were tough. I think it, this comes down to more of a tactics sort of thing. Yep. And a lot of those older blokes should have taken more control. It looked like a bit of a free-for-all, to be honest, and they didn't win their games. All right, Gavin Redding, what, who is our best player from outside the NRL? Outside the NRL. Danny Bruff, he thinks. Yeah, well, and he said, as a, as a Roosters fan, I've been very underwhelmed by Remy Castro. I'll probably have to agree with him in that regard. I, well, I reckon Remy... He's got a lot of work to do. He's probably going to take a year to, to be NRL. He's got a two-year deal and he's about 28. But yeah. you got to remember, he's playing Super League. Yeah. And if you're expecting a barn burner, Sonny Bill, that's not the type of player he is. He's more of a Tolman. He's a grinder. He can play big minutes. He's not going to blow you away, but he's going to do plenty of dirty work. You're not going to realise. So I don't. I probably agree. Danny Danny Bruss probably been my most impressive, apart from obviously Sam Tompkins. Well, we but didn't pick him to get out of the pool, so for me, he'd he'd probably be close to the top of that pile. Yeah. Yeah. But if not, yeah, I've liked Offerdale. He's uh, been fairly impressive, and uh, I think Ben Flower for Wales, even though they were horrible, I think that bloke uh, really busted his backside. And right. Tompkins, yeah, I'm not his biggest fan, but. He's played all right. Yeah. Um, Warren Strachan, uh, what percentage of World Cup players live or have ever lived in the country they're representing? I'd, I'd obviously say that you know the biggest sides, Australia, England, New yeah, Zealand, well, Samoa, Tonga, but this France, is back, this I'd is, say the majority would have. This is back to what I've said before, though. Do you want like Russia and these kind of mobs coming in with blokes over there that don't even kick a football, getting beat by 110 and really making this a joke? 
which why we you know which is why we should just scrap it, or do you ease the rules up, let these blokes that have got some heritage or within one or a grandpa or like bloody Clint Newton were born there, but you know clearly lived their whole life in Australia, play for these teams. I'd rather all these teams receive a boost because then the, here's the other argument: Do you think USA get better coming over here with their own players and getting dominated? Or do you think they get better mixing with NRL players? Mm. I think they get better mixing with NRL players. Yeah, they do, for sure. And having an NRL coach like Madison, I think all those into the environment mixed in with your own players makes them it's better going lift forward. It, yeah. lift Not the just bringing them over here with their mob and getting crushed. Um, Thor Toya, he disagreed that Tonga would, made, would have made the semis. But I, I think if you have a look at where... Um, well, what game... They would have come out and played New Zealand or Australia, so... Um, yeah, well, they're screwed. They probably would have, wouldn't have made the semis, but they would they would have and should have made the quarterfinals that, at least. I think, I think that the comment before I forgot who it was probably didn't. You know, you don't look at the quarters no, no, where they line no. up. If they're in, if they if get, they were playing Samoa Fiji in that win. slot, they win. Yeah, they win on on best form. We're talking easily. Yeah, um, but they've been they were absolutely awful. Uh, David Boyle, what's the possibility of getting the rest conversations with the video referee included into the NRL? I really well, like hearing this in the game. That's Channel 9's coverage. They paid for that, so that's why you're not getting it with 7, mate. Yep. That's the simple answer for that one. Um, also, is it just Mary's Vossi so annoying commentating? Well, see, this is my little thing. I can't stand Ray Hadley doing a radio on TV telling me every single thing in lightning mouth. Yeah, 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 score! It's not radio, you're on TV. Whereas Vossi... Yeah, he may try a little hard sometimes, but I think he's a lot more easier on the ear. I think he's a lot wittier than some of the commentators you get to listen to. I think Vossi's a character. I like Vossi. I think the point where Vossi um, left Channel 9, I was probably ready for a break from Vossi. Well, um, but I, I like Ray Hadley. I, I think I Ray Hadley is probably going to adjust to TV commentating. I don't mind him. I've, I've listened to him for Yonks. Well, if there's a panel of him, Wally Lewis, and these kind of blokes, I'm still putting Andrew Voss well ahead. Okay, yeah. I'd much rather um, Andrew Voss call a game of footy. But, I mean, I've, I've quite liked the English commentators. Just just a different voice, well, different take I, I, on the game. I'll Brian put it, Noble, I'll put it to very, this very knowledgeable he's, man. He's I like Brian Noble. They've been good together. Him, Halligan... Right. Vossi, I think, have all come... Don't worry of... about Vossi. Worry about Halligan, <laughs> because Halligan oh, is absolutely awful. Brock like Daryl Halligan when Sean Johnson oh. went to kick that goal from over in front, and he thought, oh, who taught him that? You oh, taught him, okay. Daryl. Just shush, please. Well, let's put it this way. For a lot he of talks those... about food every game. Oh, I had this for lunch today. For I that, don't really care. For though. those lowbrow games, though, where it's been, you know, it could have been very depressing. I think Vossi's kept it light. Yeah, I watched, no, P- I, I, I watched PNG get dominated, and I could have easily been very depressed and bored. Vossi made me laugh. I'm sort of I'm getting splinters with Vossi. I'm on the fence. Yeah, well, I, I like him in small doses. I like Vossi. Yeah, keep it up, Vossi. <laughs> yeah, because he'll be listening. Well, what have you got? Is that it? That's us. Well, what about any issues that we've had? Well, Billy Slater, obviously, that's the one that's well, going to be on everyone's mind. Well, I hate. What talking. do you think? I hate talking about this because. No, leave, he's not playing for Melbourne now. I know he's not playing for Melbourne, but I, I, I made the point on the page that. Hang on a minute. He's punched a pommy. We should be celebrating this. Yeah. We should be giving him a round of applause. Forget uh, that he's a Queenslander. All, forget that he plays like for I Melbourne. Before, though. If he's a Queenslander in New South Wales... He's playing for Australia. And he play, yeah, but they don't care. They want a New South Welshman. They've still got their bad blood. Well, we've lost eight Origin well, Series in a row. All I can do, so. I'm going to take it to my point of view. I'm always going to sound biased, particularly to people like Grant Levy out there who jump on everything uh, to do with Melbourne or the big three because he absolutely hates them, but... Putting myself in that situation, you palm me in the face when I've had some turps under my belt, and I tell you what, I'm coming out biting. Yeah, and hands kick like you don't. There's a there's a push, I think, or there's a bit of like niggle. 
But you open palm. No, but if you open palm me in my face, that's my. It's your head. But it's do you think face. that he he probably hit him hard enough that Billy thought it was probably a punch? Yeah, well, I thought it was a pretty decent lash. And Everyone's saying it was like a little. Steve Woodell used to say, "Eat first, eat first. And you know, once you get hit once, you're not wait, you're not going to wait to no, get hit again. But also, he was on his own. Look, that a bloke on the radio this morning saying you're in a different country. He went back on his own. Uh, he's been hit there. You don't know what's coming next, and he, he fired one, and good on him. I would have fired one. I reckon one. it's one of the best punches. I don't know how he only threw one. I would have jumped on him koala jumping. Because he didn't need to. The bloke, he, he sat him down. He absolutely rattled the bloke. It but you also, if, if you haven't watched the video, I know a lot of people's opinions changed today. I still give him the benefit of the doubt because he was talking to him calmly. You see him tapping on the shoulder like, mate, calm down. I'm just trying to get my jacket. And then he open-handed him. But I'm just, that one little thing, there's yeah. pushing, there's niggle, there's a bit of a nudge, but you open palm me in my face, and I put myself. Well, I, I'll, I'll say this for Billy. I, I think that he he reacted as though he thought he was punched. Yeah, but he was on the because turfs. the hit was the hit was hard, and he wasn't enough. looking at him when he got him. So, but I think it probably sends a clear message to all players. This that's why nothing good happens at three o'clock. It doesn't. But I'm still with Matt Johns was going about this morning, and Gus Wall and a couple a lot of other people saying why are they out. They're human. They're on the tour. They've done their little break. They got given that time off. The Australian squad said that. They are human. Yeah. They do have to explore. Same as their off-season. When people are asking my man Mondays and get up them, they're human. When do you not go out on a Friday or a Saturday drink? You go there a football player. You know, exactly. For me, if I'm, uh, if I'm organising the tour, if I'm Tim Sheens, you have I'm, a saying to him, no, I'm saying to him, boys, I don't want you drinking for probably... You know, if they beat England, I'm happy for them to have a few beers after they beat England. But those three games um, but before then, this break. Yeah, but it's... Like, we're heading into a quarter-final. Like, we're not real far away from the final, and we lost the last final. I, I would have said to him, look, if you win the World Cup, I'm gonna, we're gonna, the Australian Rugby League is going to pay for you to stay here for a week afterwards, and you guys can party your asses off. Yeah, but would you... Just to give them some incentive, because I, I just don't, I don't... They're professional athletes. They shouldn't be out on the cans during a major World Cup tournament, and especially halfway through it, in my opinion. Mm. But I agree with the end result, but at the same time... Because if we get beat in the final again, what are yeah. we going to be saying? They're out on the piss. We didn't take it, um, yeah. you know, as seriously as what we should have. We think we're the best side, and they probably do think they're the best yeah. side. There's, there's a lot of ways to look at it. I'll put it back to the simple way: if I smack you in the head like that because he turned away and he told him to calm down, yeah. at that force, and you went looking, what are you doing? I was—I've got to be honest—I was really surprised he was out at that time. But how would you how would you react though on the cans? No, I'm whacking him. Yeah, I'd whack him too. Um, and but I'm a firm believer that once you start paying bills, you shouldn't be throwing punches. But it's it's different, I think. Yeah, but if you someone... know, you got to you got to grow up a little bit. It, nothing nothing good comes out of fighting. No. Um, even though I'll, I'll never allow someone to smack me in the head. But I think all the way but... up, all the way up to that point, he had the right intentions. And old mate, yeah, I agree. Old mate got there, but when I, I'm with Matt Johns and a lot of people today have changed their mind, but I'm with what he said. You, well, you, what Gus and MG said, it if wasn't... you strike someone in the face, that's why you get punched in the jaw. He, Gus and MG said he uh, overreacted. Do I think he overreacted? Oh, but it's easy you, to say that watching the footage. If you, you're there... You blind palm me on the grog open side and you've been yeah. niggling me. I'm cracking him. Yeah. But don't... T- that's the face thing. That's my whole thing. Like, if someone pushes you and you go, okay, what's going on? Yeah, push Or a bit of a punch. niggle. But you open smacks... Anything in the face... Any, it's like open hand slaps someone they're looking at you. Yeah. If someone slapped me, be all right. Yeah, but I don't eye, think I'd he still, slapped him. I think he put... He, he, yeah, but it he, was a, he whacked him with the end... Like, it was a sort decent, of the palm of his was, hand. It would have felt like a punch. But he wasn't looking. He turned to the bouncer again. So That's what I'm saying. Blind, I think it would have felt like a punch. That, they're my two ingredients. The blind-sided palm, decent velocity, and after he'd patted him and said, look, calm down, I'm cracking. Yeah. That's me. And, you know... 
Call me Should Mel- he have been fined? Melbourne bias or everything else, I don't care. That's me. You he, was that. a, he was arrested. Should he have been fined? Well, after the initial strike, they've obviously said that he was provoked first before he threw. So I'm, I, If I'm Melbourne, I'm still fining him. If you're Melbourne? Similar to Leeds in that heartache was out. I, it's not a good look. If I'm the Australian rugby league, not Melbourne, I'd probably be more so taking one of his match payments or something. They get like 15, 15 grand or, or something to play or 20 grand. Because I, I, I think... He'd be sitting in his hotel room now, and and I, I reckon this might have been one of those situations where Billy Slater might not have been out on the on the cans in public for a few years, and then he's this is a one time where he's let his hair down and he's well, been bitten yeah. in the ass by some thug who wanted to start a blue with him outside a club. I, I can I can understand yeah, all of that. I can sympathise with that, but it just I I know it's hard for him, but you you gotta you gotta stay out of trouble. You, you gotta just stay out of pub, the public eye. It's got to the point now where if I'm coaching an NRL team or if I'm taking any famous sporting team away, I'm isolating them completely. You can isolate them where you want, but I'm still of the opinion when everyone says they shouldn't do this and that, that's bullshit, they're human. Yeah, they I deserve, understand that. They deserve to But live. if I'm, I'd, I'd try and isolate them. Does that mean they good. can't go grocery shopping or I can't go to a restaurant and have a beer or I can't catch up with a friend like theirs? Yeah. I understand there's a time and a place, but anyone out there, don't dare tell me that NRL players don't deserve to go for a beer or have a night out of doing no, anything. No, like no, they, they do. I just think in this situation, it's three o'clock at a night club. Not many people well, go to three o'clock. Austra- at the same time, Australian management, if like you said before, well, they gave them the night off. They said it was off duty. That was the whole point of it. So but maybe it's me. Like the last time I was in a nightclub at three a.m., I can't remember. It would have been trip away with. Oh, I can. Footy I, trip I can away. remember. It. Yeah, it's but you, we're different. Yeah. We're different like that. But um, maybe that's just me. Um, but uh, yeah. But I'd never. I I'd, 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 I'd like to see him fined. I've got to admit, I'd like well, to see if him fined. Just it, to say, it's not Melbourne. It's Australia. You shouldn't have been there to start with. Australia, if they're going to get him, you'd either pull him for a match, which I still don't think. But I then mean. again, if what you said is true, in that in that the Australian management said that you're allowed to go, it was, there, they've, it was got off no, time. they've got no grounds. They to come in. They had a press conference as well. They had it with Billy and that. They told him it was off time. That's why Bird was in a okay. video singing. Uh, heaven is a place on earth. When he was on the cans doing a cartwheel, okay. they had video early in the night. They all had. I a just good don't time. think. I just don't think that's a good look for us at this stage of the tournament. Uh, yeah, like I said, I still think they're human. I think they get a time out. He went back to get something innocent. Uh, the simple thing at all was the reaction to the open hand. If I turn my head and I didn't see you, and you crack me with that force, open hand or not, I'm punching you. It might also be that Tim Sheens has said this is your last night out before the final. But uh, it is. That's what they got. That was their span. They did their three games. They got their one night. Now they've had their whole week. After that night to prepare for this game against the USA, and there'll be nothing from here on out. I'm I still sure. think there's after effects from a big night on the cans a week later. Like you still feel dusty and feel like shit for a week after. It's not a like big they're busting the their ass training though. They're cruising through. Know, they're know. doing recovery. I just think if we and this is another thing. Like is that is that the state of international rugby league? Like if if that was the French or Italian or you know bloody English soccer team doing that. You know, the week before a quarter final of yeah, the World Cup, it'd be everyone would be up in arms. The thing about them, you don't. A lot of people don't. It was know the soccer roots. They've got enough money and ego; they just do a lot of that on their own. Yeah. Andy Carroll, that used to play for my team, Newcastle United, smoked bungs and went out three times a week. Before yeah, but I mean, it's not not all paid. of them do that. One or two might do it, but oh, I think on the whole, a fair few. yeah. But I think World Cup, they wouldn't be doing it. Mezu Ozil has just got forty million and a ridiculous wage to get asked, and everyone says he's the wizard. The bloke smokes a pack a day. Mm. So, you, you know, these blokes, they train more than anyone. They do it for a living, but a lot of them do still have their vibes. They still do like to do their bits and pieces. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah, we're a little bit divided on that. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll I, keep I it think, on. I think he, 
he had every right to probably smack him one in self-defence. Yeah, well, we've jibbed on long enough, but the simple part of Raw, and I go back to it, the open palm when I'm not looking, how do you react? If I'm on the cans... Well, you're not waiting I, for a second And I've already punch. had a bit of niggle, I'm just putting myself in that situation. I've had a few under my belt, you've argued with me, you niggle me, all I want to do is get me jacket, I want to piss off, I've patted you and said, calm down, I'm just going to get me jacket, and you open palm when I'm not looking, I, would, I wouldn't have just gone with the right hand. It would have been right and I would have been on top of him. <laughs> After that, just throwing everything I could. I would have headbutted him with my giant melon, anything I could get in there. Yeah. So I can't blame him. But end of the day, if they're going to punish him, it's either he rests against the USA, if they're going to do something like that, I don't think he can go much further, or they take one of his match opponents. They get a good 15 or 10, 20 grand plus superannuation every time they play an international in origin. Yeah. They should take that, give it to charity, or do something with it. So I think that's really the only issue we want to talk about. Nothing really big's happened since the World Cup started or the season ended. No. There's not really been contract wars or anything else, so that about wraps it up. But uh, you've got our wrap of the group stage. You've got our quarterfinal tips. But uh, going forward, just before we finish, semi-finals. Obviously, uh, we we think New Zealand are going to play England. Yeah, I think Australia New Zealand. I think New Zealand win that. Yeah, uh, I think Australia plays Samoa. But I think Australia play Fiji. Depending on depending on the suspensions. But they win that one. But for me, I've got Australia and New Zealand to play in the final. Um, update on a future. We've had a few successful charity bets. I backed Mount Athos for a place in the Melbourne Cup, which got us some cash. We're over the $1,000 mark. Um, we might post a few of the bets we have up in the next few weeks um, as the tournament nears the end. Um, and we'll get to that final sum um, for the Shepherd Centre. Mm. Well, this uh, podcast has probably gone a little bit longer than we'd planned to, but... To wrap it up, when it's all done in a couple of weeks' time, we'll probably have a quick half well, an hour. We might, we might have a quick half an hour preview. I think people are probably going to want to hear a preview more than a review. So we might do a quick... Of the final. Yeah, a quick 20-minute preview and a quick 20-minute review, and, and that'll do us for the season. Yeah, we'll pump those two out. And uh, Obviously, we're in planning at the moment. We're getting an updated logo, which is more uh, in tune with trying to get our website set up. So next year, there will be a website for you to uh, link to rather than chasing... All the Twitter, Facebook, and everything else, it'll be located on one safe little fifth and last page website. So when that's open and up and running, we'll let you know. But for now, this will be available on Podomatic and iTunes. Uh, like us, review us, and share it with your friends. If you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, it is at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. We've had a few good emails too. I've, mm. I've read a couple today. We've had people from England, mm. um, you know, a couple of people from uh, Queensland and uh, New Zealand and stuff. So keep the emails coming there. We appreciate them. We do read them. If, if you don't hear back from us for a little while, it's only because we don't check it as often as we should. Mm. And um, whenever we that, get it, we'll reply to it. Like I said before, for people in the inbox that get aggressive and they've won bets and that, this is not a full-time job. We do have jobs. We do have other priorities. This is something we do do on the side. So... If you do get a bit of delay or we don't read a notification or something you've put in the feed, don't freak out. Uh, we do have other bits and pieces going in our lives, but we will get back to you as soon as we possibly can. But the yeah, only other question I've got before we go, do we have any more centre bet free bets? Yeah, we will. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll have some up. We'll have two up two up this weekend. We'll have two up for the semi-finals and we'll have one, one up for the finals. So there's five to go. So keep your eyes peeled. Two this weekend, two for the semi-finals and obviously one. For the final, so five $100 free bets from Cenebet.com. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Get your hands on this podcast, share it with your friends, and keep your eyes out for the grand final preview and review in a couple of weeks' time. But for now, enjoy the rest of the World Cup, guys. Bye. 
deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.